to be here. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey, everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and joining me today in the rock room, live and in person. You know him in front of the camera, you know him behind the camera. He's been on the show before, and he's back today to discuss, track by track, the new Rolling Stones album, Hackney Diamonds. Please welcome Mr. David Wright. How are you doing, David? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Uh, I just want to say as a little disclaimer, the Rolling Stones have not paid me to be here, but every word out of my mouth is going to sound like they did. All right. Well, hey, it, probably for me too. And if they want to pay us, we will take it. <laughs> exactly. Of course. Thank you for showing up with a Rolling Stones t-shirt on. Yeah, I got this from the last uh, tour uh, a couple of years ago. Actually, it's a it's a bootleg, so this isn't official. Doesn't so. look bad though. Yeah, it's it's, it's good. gone through the wash a few times. Yeah. It's still together. Did you um did you see them at the SoFi? I did. Yeah. Not um. I love the venue. I don't love getting there or the parking, but it's a great venue. I mean, parking was eighty bucks. I think that night. Uh, yeah, I was. Well, I just saw Taylor Swift uh, a few months back, and it was a hundred for me. <laughs> I mean, you have to load up the car with people to do that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And getting out of there is at least an hour. I picked uh, Rita and her friends up from the SoFi for Taylor Swift, and at one point, I just texted her and I said, "I cannot get any closer than I am right now. It's at a standstill. So open your life three sixty and just." Walk to the car. Yeah, and yeah. That's what that's what they did. But um, yeah, I've only ever seen the Stones twice, and it was uh, both times was uh, in stadium settings, Dodger Stadium, and then SoFi. Okay. I mean, the screens are giant, so I feel like I could, I, like I saw them. Yeah. But I've never been close. Have you been close? Yeah, and and apologies to anyone listening if I talked about this before here. It's okay. They won't remember. Okay, good. But uh, yeah, I actually, uh, I shelled out uh, a pretty penny one year to see them front row at Staples. And I got to say, I was was, like hesitant at first to spend that kind of money, but I'm so glad I did because I've seen them about 11 or 12 times now. But that was the first time where I saw the relationships on stage, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Keith Richards made a mistake, which he makes lots of mistakes all the time. And they're they're they 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 make them better. They make the experience yeah. better. But um, but it really annoyed Mick Jagger, and he he like made a face at the keyboard as Chuck Lavelle, and I'm like, oh my god, he's been dealing with this like for you know sixty years or whatever, and yep. there it is right there on stage. Yep. Yeah, it's uh. I mean, that's the kind of stuff you only see up close. Exactly. The cameras aren't going to zoom in and show you that kind of stuff. No, no. But it was fantastic. Yeah, Aaron Paul was behind me. Aaron Paul? Yeah. Did He He must have had some good stuff with him then, right? The blue stuff? Did he have blue stuff? Oh, yeah. No, no. I think he quit that stuff. <laughs> Thank God. Are you uh, are you working behind the scenes on any television shows that you can talk about right now? Well, I can't go into the specifics mm-hmm. of the plot or anything like that. But yeah, I've got a pilot um, at Paramount Plus that I'm really excited oh, about. That's exciting. Uh, we're actually handing in the outline next week. Something you created. Yeah, co-created with uh, some unnamed people that are, are, are more right. talented than I am. All right. Uh, but they had to bring you in in order to make it work. Yeah, well, partly. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a, it's a collaballative effort. But yeah, I'm I'm very excited well, about. It. I hope I'll uh, get to say more. Maybe when the next Stones album uh, comes out. <laughs> By the way, I'm I'm going to say something right now before we haven't even started talking about Hackney Diamonds. But I feel like there's another album coming. I feel like they recorded 
enough stuff for two albums. Yeah, Andrew Watt, the producer of this, said that they recorded 28 or 29 songs. Yeah. And there, well, there's, I think, 12 or so on here, maybe mm-hmm. less. Uh, yeah. So, there's, so they, an, there's enough. There's another album coming for sure. And Andrew Watt produced the last two Ozzy Osbourne albums, and those came out pretty quickly, like oh. within a year and a half of each other or two years. Wow. Which was the quickest Ozzy's done anything in a long time. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not to like take this to like a morbid place, but I mean... It, this is either the last Stones album mm-hmm. ever, or I think maybe one more. There's and, one more. There's, yeah. I, I feel there's one more. Um, even though it's been pointed out to me by our mutual friend Aaron Kahn that the last song on this album is Rolling Stone Blues, written by Muddy Waters, I believe. That's right. And that's where the Stones got their name from. Yeah. So it would be a nice way to close it out, but I don't think we're closing it out here. Yeah, certainly. I just don't think so. I, I hope not either, because uh, again, not to you know tip where this podcast is going from my perspective, but this is to me their best release since Tattoo You. It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's astonishingly great. Like, it is. You're, like when I saw them at the SoFi, and people go, "How are the Stones?" And I'm like, "Oh." Let me tell you something. They should never be this good at this point in their, their career. They should never be able to sound this good. And they do. Yeah. And I think they're, you know, I we all wish Charlie Watts was still here, their, sure. their, their drummer. But you know, when I saw them at the SoFi, it was with Steve Jordan because mm-hmm. uh, Charlie got sick. And the, there was such a different, and I, and I, don't, I hate to say better, but there, just really great energy to the band. And I think that yeah. was coming from the drum kit. Yeah. Um, and they probably also felt like they had something to prove after the pandemic. Right, all that stuff. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was fantastic. I Again, I've only seen them twice. Great both times. Yeah. 10 out of 10. They I don't mean, disappoint. And I always say I believe it's because uh, Mick, Mick's voice still sounds like Mick because he was never like, he's not Freddie Mercury. He doesn't, he, he didn't have like, he didn't have a high end to lose. You know what I mean? Oh, I do. I just saw a clip from the recent uh, Guns N' Roses show at, uh, yeah, and and boy, man, Axel's just not hitting those notes. Yeah. But I would say that even Mick is like held back in recent years, but not on this album. No. Like he's really like, he's he's going higher and hitting it harder and mm-hmm. he just seems really invested in the, the recording of this. And, and it all feels like it's a cohesive piece in a way that they haven't felt in a long yeah, time. It's, this isn't a money grab, folks. This is a real album. This yeah. is the real deal. Now, before we get into it, another band from the 60s released a song, I believe, oh. just yesterday, That's two right. days ago. Yeah. I haven't even listened to it yet. Have you listened to it? Uh, yeah, I have. All right. I'm gonna, this is the first listen for me right now. Oh. We're going to listen to a little bit of it. Very cool. It's a band. I don't know if you the Beatles. Ah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, I wish them luck. I wish them well. Uh, but this uh, this song is called "Now and Then." I guess it's cobbled together from a John Lennon cassette, and then they put some George Harrison guitar on it. Yeah, it was originally going to be released as part of the anthology series, if, if mm-hmm. uh, memory serves. Um, but the sound quality was so poor. And, and John Lennon's uh, vocals were so buried in this kind of lo-fi uh, demo that they just uh, they, they abandoned it. Okay. But at that time, I believe that is when uh, George Harrison added his guitar. And then I think Paul McCartney plays the guitar solo, kind of mimicking a, a very Harrison-esque playing. All right. But anyway. All right. They're talented guys. So let's, let's see what happens. Here we go. Now and Then is what it's called. First listen. If it plays. One, two, three. 
little loud all of a sudden. I'm sorry for that, David. Oh, that's all good. do I give it? This is this is just it's not doing anything for me. Well, I I, mean, I I it's a fine song. It's not like probably a song I'll go back to much. Um, the the to me the more interesting thing about it, and I believe there's a documentary about this, a short one on Max maybe, is that it uh, you know they used AI to pull uh, John Lennon's voice out of that buried demo. Oh, they did. Yeah, and it's like. You know, it's it's scary. Like, don't you don't even want to get me started about AI because I, right. I, yeah, yeah. Although oh, that's how Pilar is too. Yeah, I should probably be nicer. That I, for one, welcome our AI overlords because mm-hmm. they're going to eventually listen to this <laughs> and come and kill me. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it uh, it's it's a song that just would not have existed without AI. But you know, there's a sort of um, uh, an impureness to that or impurity to that that I I kind of don't like. Yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah, boy. It, that I mean, look, I gave it what fifteen seconds, but I mean, it just didn't, it just didn't jump out at me. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think it's the kind of song that's supposed to. It's probably, it probably would take a few listens for you to, you know, really appreciate it. But like I said, it's, it's a little bit of a cheat. I mean, if the Beatles were my favorite band, maybe I'd be all crazy for it. But you know, eh. yeah. All yeah. right, let's move on. All right, so Hackney Diamonds. This is the first full album of all original material since two thousand five. So that's. 18 years. Yeah. I feel like the band, like Mick and Ronnie and Keith, must have a little bit of regret that they didn't do more studio work while Charlie was around. Because that's 18 years when they they probably could have got... I mean, they put out a, a bunch of um, uh, extended releases like Tattoo You and Some Girls. Exile. So, so, Exile. And there's, so there's... So, and um, Goat's Head Soup. So there's there were songs you know, in the canon that they, they could have done stuff with, with Charlie. Yeah. They, well, I mean, they, they you know, they kept busy in their own way. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. With that stuff. And they also had solo projects that didn't involve, did not involve Charlie, which uh, little did Keith know at the time involved future stones drummer, Steve Jordan. I know. I know. Uh, but yeah, they did the blues album they did. And which, which like that, those recording sessions were meant to be a new album like this of original yeah. material. And then just, it just, you know, morphed into a blues cover album, yeah. which actually I think won a Grammy. Uh, so it ended up being a success. Yeah. But it's not my favorite thing when I always feel like when they go to, and when any band goes to a covers album, it's just like, there's no gas in the tank. And then when they go to a blues covers album, it's like, well, there's no gas in the tank, but we're paying tribute to our heroes. So it's cool. But for me, I'm just, I'm not a blues guy, really. Yeah. Well, you know, to me, the the worst version of that is when um, bands cover themselves and they'll re-record a song they released 20 years ago that was a hit. Like, who did uh, I Melt With You? Uh, they, they re-recorded that. Yeah, what was, what's that band Like called? 20 years later, they did another version. I, I, can't, I don't know why I can't pull the name of that band. And it, yeah. all, it, all it does is remind you like, oh, the original was better. Yeah, the original was great. Because <laughs> Sold to it, right? I think they do that to sell it to commercials and they get the money. Oh, the publishing rights and that yes. yeah, that makes sense. They redo it. Like yeah. Blondie did all their hits, Kiss did all their hits, Journey did all I mean, Foreigner did it. They a lot of bands do it because then they sell that version to the commercial. 
I, I will say actually, um, not to bring this all back to Taylor Swift, that is the one version uh, or one example where I can say actually I think they're better. If if not better, they're as equal to the originals. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm real. I completely support all the Taylor's versions She's that are coming. Killing it. I I love her in a way that I can't believe I do. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, she was an incredible, I had really, I had nosebleed seats, me and my girlfriend, we went, and it was unbelievable. Did you go see the Eras film then? We did, yeah, yeah. we did that. Uh, we thought there'd be dancing in the theater, there wasn't. Oh, there uh, was when we saw it. We saw it on a Friday night at 10.30 p.m., uh-huh. and there was dancing and glow sticks, and people were uh, doing it. That's what we wanted. We saw it like two weeks after it came out, uh, I think it was just too late, but yeah, I mean, I was, um, I was at that stadium, but not at that show. I think that's a compilation of like three shows or so yeah from anyway. uh, from the la shows yeah because yeah. we're cool that way we she are. does it here yeah. but um yeah she is she's incredible and i hate when people hate on her for no apparent reason i know because well, she's talented i think it's like any she's a pop star and so she's oversaturated which all pop stars especially at her level are and i think that's what where the hate comes from but mm-hmm. yeah i definitely know people and I'm like, what? Well, yeah, why do you? She's wicked talented, and the songs yeah. are good, you know. And 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 I think a lot of these people don't even know her material, so they're just they just hate the the oversaturation for just for no reason. Yeah, for, yeah, exactly. And she's and she's she's beautiful. Yeah, she's like an angel. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. She's like she could ride out on a unicorn across a rainbow. She's just like ethereal. Is that the word? Yeah. I don't know. She's yeah. just yeah. You just see her and you're like, yeah. She's just like got everything and she seems genuine to me totally but people go she seems phony i'm like really because i'm not seeing that no no i mean you know and like she's managed to not slip into at least seemingly uh, any like drugs i don't know how she could keep up the career she keeps up by doing drugs no probably Uh, has some wine at night oh sure so the occasional glass of wine is fine (laughs) yeah we would do it right now if we could but then it'd start to slur (laughs) yeah yeah all right so there has been new material since 2005's Bigger Bang. The greatest hits called Grr, or Grr, however you want to say it. It's not a good title for greatest hits. No. But uh, 2012, we had Doom and Gloom and One More Shot. Both great songs, in my opinion. 2020, we had Living in a Ghost Town. That one's okay. I'm not, I wasn't real excited about it because it's kind of mid to slower tempo. And I like I like when they rock. I don't mind if they, I don't mind if it's an album of rockers and then we have some ballads in, but when just a one-off single, I want it to rock. So sure, sure. I was just okay with that song. But, yeah. I, I like but. that song. And and obviously it was um, uh, restructured uh, to fit the, the pandemic we were all suffering yes, through. Yes, exactly. But, um, but anyway, I actually expected that to end up on the new album. I'm glad it didn't. It made room for, yeah, I'm glad it didn't too. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad it didn't too. But, um, but I, I expected it too also. But, because when someone releases a single like that, you're like, oh, that'll be on the next album. Right. But again, that was three years ago that that thing came out. Yeah. I mean, I guess, uh, yeah, Living in a Ghost Town is sort of the Jumpin' Jack Flash. That's mm-hmm. not on any uh, album proper. No, no, not at all. Just greatest hits and whatnot. All right, let's move on. We got 12 brand new Rolling Stone songs from Hackney Diamonds produced by Andrew Watt. Now, let's find out a little bit about this guy, who else he has worked with. I'm going to pull it up here because... I don't know it off the top of my head, folks. He's a gift to Stones fans, I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, He's worked with Justin Bieber, Miley Cyrus, Pearl Jam, Iggy Pop, Ozzy Osbourne. Um, And yeah, when, I mean, they know that, you know what, let's bring in some young blood. Uh, Hopefully this guy will not be afraid to express his opinions. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean. Because that would be difficult. I'm I'm 33, I'm in the room with the Rolling Stones. 
And wouldn't you just be like, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> it all sounds great. Well, he's a huge Stones fan, uh, as he admits. Mm-hmm. And he, he said, basically, you guys made the mistake to the Stones of letting uh, a guy behind the barricade at your concert produce your album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But his love for their music, um, I think, really shows and comes across just listening to the whole thing. Absolutely. And he pro- he co-wrote the first three songs on this album. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's always Jagger Richards, but these first three songs, Jagger Richards and Watt. Yeah. Yeah. So. And one of them uh, of those three I, I'm really in love with. Well, don't tell me yet. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I got album credits here, too. I want to go through it. Angry. Steve Jordan is on the drums. Um, now Daryl Jones isn't on this album. He's touring or was touring when they were recording this, so he's not With on someone it. else. Yeah, so actually, you've got Andrew Watts on uh, Andrew Watt on bass. You got Keith Richards on bass. You got Paul McCartney on bass. We'll get to that. You got Ronnie Wood on bass. Ronnie too. Wood on bass. Yeah. So I'm assuming if and it Bill Wyman. Uh, yeah, and I'm assuming yeah, and Bill Wyman. And I'm assuming if it doesn't tell me who's on bass for this track, it's either Keith or Ronnie. Uh, this is uh, God. I don't know who plays bass. Yeah, it on doesn't this, say. Actually. It doesn't say on you this know, track. I, is is there no bass on it? No, there's got to be. Got to be right. <laughs> all right. I'm going to take all these songs from the top because Stone songs from the top are always something special. So let me turn up the volume now, and we're going to listen to the first track. This is the first one that was released to radio. They also did a, a cheeky thing of. They gave, they put it out there as like there was a little video and then it would stop like after fifteen seconds. Oh, I didn't see and, that. Oh, you didn't? No. And, it was, and I was like, why can't I get this to load? And it kept doing that, and I was getting so angry. <laughs> get it? Uh-oh. Angry. So that's what they were doing. Okay, <laughs> this is angry. A lot of long time. Oh. when the 80 year old mix sings about we haven't made love in a in a little bit yeah it's that's, <laughs> that's a really interesting point there are there are moments in this album where he he's talking about you know his age he's 80 yeah uh but then a song like this it's like yeah what are you what are you doing i mean about? i don't i don't begrudge it i love it i will say it's funny um i love first of all i love that song yeah i love that song too and it's it's the perfect one to release first because it, it says he, the stones are back yeah i although slight counterpoint is that as much as I love it, I was a little disappointed because, and I'm on record in this podcast as really liking Doom and Gloom, but that is a, the guitar work on that is Mick Jagger. And I knew instantly the guitar work on this, at least the main riff, is Mick Jagger. Keith Richards does come in on the solo, but I'm like, oh no, like it's a, it's Mick's driving, like where's where's the start me up riff? Yeah, the, you know, yeah. that, that said, I love the song and, and we get more Keith later on. Uh, and yeah, it's it's a great track, and it comes complete with a Sydney Sweeney video, a music uh, video. Yep, and that's a cool video too because they're um, 
I mean, Sydney Sweeney's just got the the cleavage out and the whole thing, but driving down Sunset Strip with the vintage billboards that come to life with them singing, that's really cool. Yeah, and it's cool to me because I uh, during the pandemic, I was up and down that street all, every day, mm-hmm. literally past those billboards. So it's like, oh, well, I, I know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um, recognize that. But yeah, throwing Sydney Sweeney in felt like like an Aerosmith video from the 90s. You right. Know what I mean? It was like, all right. Yeah, yeah. It's a little basic. It's a little basic. But, but then the rest of it is pretty cool. All right. Moving on to track two, Get Close. Now, this one features Elton John on piano. Yeah. And you know, I got to say, of all the guests uh, on this album, uh, the, the the people I hear the least is are Elton John and Bill Wyman. Yeah, I, yeah. Although I have to say, I got to get these headphones because that's the best Angry's ever sounded since it came All out right. for me. Well, maybe <laughs> maybe we'll hear them this time. Yeah, let's find out. Yeah, and no one else of note. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they're, they are, and I just don't know who all these horn people are and everything. But uh, Elton John's the, the big one on this. Andrew Watt is on bass on this one, and Steve Jordan is on drums, and of course, Mick Keith and Ronnie. Ronnie didn't have any co-writes on this. No, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah. But he did some fantastic uh, lead work. Um, but yeah, as far as the this song, before you play it, actually, I and, and people can like have this in their head when they hear it, it, it it's a cousin to Slave from Tattoo You okay. uh, in the verse, uh, and then also that sax song. Which is uh, it's I don't know the guy's James King. He's from Fits and the Tantrums, which must be a popular band to somebody if he's on a Stones album. But uh, but anyway, yeah, it's it's this this song. It's a it's a Keith uh, riff uh, that I love. Um, and and yeah, so this is uh, kind of a nod back to their tattoo you did. Yeah, and when yeah, and when that sax solo comes in, it just takes you right back. Great. to old school Stones. I love it. I love it. All right, this one's called Get Close. There's Keith. to move it up try to find that sax let's find it there you go The vinyl album doesn't have the lyrics in it, which drives me insane, but the CD does. Oh, really? That's so weird. It's so, yeah, it's so weird. I've even heard that there are differences in credits uh, between the vinyl CD and and other editions. I don't know how that happens, but yeah, I don't uh, know. Yeah. But you know, I got to say, um, I wasn't 
I, I didn't notice Elton John again. I didn't hear. I didn't <laughs> hear. I didn't hear piano at all. To be honest, maybe he was just in the room. Maybe he's just. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but, this mix phrasing on uh, this, these lyrics are so good. Yeah. Uh, I walk the city at midnight with the past strap on my back. I love that. And then he rhymes it with insomniac. Yeah, lo- yeah. His I, singing's fantastic on it's this album. So good. Now, uh, true or false? That's a better song than angry. I think it is. For sure. Yeah, yeah. So anyone, like sometimes you you hear Angry and you go, oh, that's got to be the best track on it, right? It's not. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, no. Because uh, we just got better. It opened with Angry and then gets better. Yeah, yeah. And, and this isn't true of Tattoo You, but you know, the next song on Tattoo You is Hang Fire After Start mm-hmm. Me Up. Not as good as Start Me Up, it's still a killer track, but and yeah. And it's weird because those two songs are cut from the exact same cloth. Yeah. They're just like, they don't sound the same. But they're the same. Yeah, you know what I mean, no, I do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but no, I this when I got to this because obviously I'd already heard "Angry" and the other single "Sweet Sounds of Sweet Heaven." Sweet Sounds of Heaven. Yeah. But when I got to "Get Close," I'm like, oh boy, this this I can tell this is going to be a classic album. <laughs> yeah, I've been telling people, oh, you got to hear that New Stones album, and I'm people are like scoffing, like really. Oh, it's the easiest thing is to hate. It's the right? easiest thing is to hate <laughs> always about everything. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift or the Stones. Boy, I wish it was Taylor Swift though instead of Lady Gaga, to be honest. Well, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just love Taylor Swift so much. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, moving on. We're two in. We got uh, 10 more. Okay, the next song, Depending on You, Steve Jordan on drums, uh, Andrew Watts on bass, I'm trying to think, Ben Montench on the Hammond organ. I'm just giving you like the, the, you know, the big star players in this. Uh, David Campbell does string arrangement. So yeah, and the I think the interesting thing about this one is uh, this was written in the studio, which is wow. which is kind of like Keith's preferred method. He likes to get in the studio and just see what magic mm-hmm. you know happens. Um, and yeah, like Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, and Andrew Watt were all kind of playing this riff, and that's why Watt gets a, a songwriting credit yeah. on it. And uh, and this to me sounds like again all these songs sound like of now. But this sounds like a nod to uh, the Sticky Fingers era, like Moonlight Mile kind of thing. Okay, so this is Get Close. This is uh, the third track in a row that Andrew Watt helped to co-write or got a co-writing credit on. So turning it up, going to Depending on You. And let's see if we can hear um, Ben Montench in here at all. Let's find out. in the dark Your past and present tangled up in my arms I secret sealed in our scars Sharing a smoke on the steps of a bar I was convinced I had your heart in my hands 
This is the first time that I've listened and followed along with the lyrics, and that one just gave me a chill. I love that song. Uh, I haven't ranked all these songs, but that one is my third favorite on the album. Uh, yeah. Is that something you might do? You might rank the songs? Oh, I could. I mean, I'd have to like really sit down and. Well, I don't and want rank. you to do it right now, yeah. but this. Oh, I could do it. This episode drops next Thursday. Oh yeah, yeah. So could, if you do it by to. then, happy to send it to me, and I'll I'll tweet it. Are you still on Twitter? I, I yeah, barely, but yeah. But yeah. Okay. So you can uh, <laughs> yeah. you can uh, you can tweet it out. Yeah. No, I uh, I love this song so much. It's and so it, good. It sounds that you know. Here's another thing I'll say about this album. He's making that, love in this song again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're wanting to wanting with the, to, with the yeah. woman that left him. Yep. But like it, this song or this this album um there's like a sincerity to it yeah. that has been lacking i think in more recent stones releases of the last 20 years like i i don't know if this happened to Mick Jagger or not but it certainly feels like it did when you're mm-hmm. listening to it yeah it's just um i mean i can't I, you know what what are we going to say we love it we yeah. love it so far i know it's such a, we're going to keep loving they're it they're not paying us <laughs> no they're not paying us and you know look my favorite band is cheap trick and their last three albums i don't like them they suck and that's a disappointing thing. You, but you interviewed him too, didn't you? I haven't interviewed Cheap Trick. No. Okay, okay. Thought, but um, well, you're not going to now. <laughs> well, I would, I would just avoid stuff I don't like. But I just um, so what I'm trying to say is, uh, people who listen know that I'm not that fan. That's like, just because I love the band doesn't mean I give them a pass on every single thing they do. They still got to bring it, and they still got to. And I love Bigger Bang too. Oh, me it's, too. It's uh. Maybe a few songs too heavy with yeah. 16 tracks, but I easily like, I, I might like 14 of them. You know what I mean? I really do like that album also. Me too. Although now that this is out, I'm like, oh my God, like this is just I know. above that. And, and you know, the, Again, this shouldn't be this it good, shouldn't. folks. It shouldn't. And The Who released a, a brand new album a couple years ago just called Who. And I thought that was an excellent album too. But this is better than that. This is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah. just, and there were great, there are, there are like five great songs on that Who album that really uh, make me feel inside in my bones. But, <laughs> but this is just, this is crazy. That's fantastic. All right, here we go. I don't know. Now look, this one features Paul McCartney on bass. Why doesn't Ringo and Paul just join the Stones? We got a bass player and a drummer then, and then it could be Ronnie. Oh Keith, boy. Mick. Well, Paul and Ringo. I mean, the biggest problem is, you know, the thing that you have to do with Keith if you're a drummer is or you follow him. Oh, yeah. Normally the guitarist follows the drummer, but the drummer follows Keith in the stones. And Ringo might not want to do uh, that. Yeah, no, no. <coughs> Excuse my dry cough, people. Um, okay, so this is called Bite My Head Off featuring Paul McCartney on bass, Steve Jordan on drums, and... Um, and then the Stones and Matt Clifford on piano. I didn't, did you hear, was Ben Mon in there a little bit? I think at the beginning there's a little bit of. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. It's yeah. hard. Some of these people are, are hidden in the mix. Yeah, yeah. All right. This is, boy, this song rocks. Yeah. Bite my head off. 
I, I got to be honest. If if any other eighty year old was singing these lyrics, I might find it laughable. Well, yeah, yeah. But it totally works for me. Can you actually? Can you uh, advance ahead a little bit to that bass solo? Oh yeah. Let me find it. Let me find. It. Hold on. Let me find it. I'm glad you pointed that out. Okay. Let me see if I can find it. Hold on. Hang tight. Everybody. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh sorry. <laughs> Is it coming or did I miss it? Uh, I think it's coming right after this. Okay. I love that part there. I don't yeah. know why. It might be why on uh, background. Okay. Here you go, I think. Yeah. They give him a shout out. Yeah. So, uh, interesting little story about that bass. That's a, a Hofner bass that Andrew Watt gave Paul McCartney because he was producing a Paul McCartney album at the same time as this. Wait, he's Andrew Watt is producing the a next Paul McCartney? The next McCartney? Paul, yeah, exactly. And, and, All right. Uh, and so... Um, Actually, it was Paul McCartney who recommended Andrew Watt, I think, to um, to Ronnie, who then said it to Jagger. Anyway. And then would Ronnie say, "Oh, I'm not allowed to give any suggestions. <laughs> I'm exactly. the new I'm the new guy." And if I do, they won't give me any credit. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, Andrew Watt uh, had this Hofner bass. Uh, he, he gives it to Paul, and Paul was like, uh, "What are you giving me? I already have a Hofner bass." He's like, "Not this one." And he had his guitar tech uh, add a little uh, switch that allows it to get that super fuzz sound, oh, which wow. Paul just loves. And I read another in an interview when apparently when uh, Andrew Watt was walking Paul McCartney out of the studio after he just recorded that he was like uh, he said I just played fucking bass with the Stones and I'm a fucking Beatle. It's a terrible, <laughs> terrible Paul McCartney. It's not, it's not great, but it's not bad. It's not terrible. <laughs> but anyway, you don't beat yourself up about it yeah. and don't bite my head off. Yeah, exactly. Um, this I love how I mean, look, the grammar is all over the place on this because it's like. It's not why did you bite my head off. It's why you bite my head off. And then what does he say? Uh, acting such a jerk off. I mean, there's some yeah. words, with, but it works. Well, it's the punk of it. You have it's to, the punk you have of to it. drop some words. That's true. This is a punk song. Yeah. Yeah. If the Sex Pistols did this. Yeah. Perfect. It has that energy. And he's, he's 80 years old. He's 80 years old. And, and, and Paul McCartney's probably like 82 or 83 or it's something. It's ridiculous. But I, now I'm so excited for... This Andrew Watt uh, McCartney produced album. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is he only going to work with guys that have one foot in the grave? I don't know. You know, it's so funny because um, for a while, the, the guy that was doing that was Rick Rubin. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And did a great job. In fact, he produced Mick Jagger's best solo yeah, album. Yeah, Wandering Spirit he, is fantastic. Yeah, yet apparently that was a very adversarial relationship between Jagger and Rubin. Well, it worked. It did work. It did work. Yeah, the end results speak for themselves. Well, that's because but... Rubin doesn't play any instruments or anything. He yeah. just kind of tells you what he likes. Now, right. I feel like you could do that and so could I, but no one's asking us to. Well, I mean, Also, I wouldn't say anything bad to their faces. I would not have the- yeah, how uh, do you do that? Yeah, and apparently Andrew Watt, like, he would make suggestions and, and Mick Jagger would be like, oh, that's a good idea, or yeah, I'll plus that. Or he'd be like, no, we're going to leave it the way it is. Yeah. And he just wouldn't push. I think Andrew Watt had, like, has the perfect temperament mm -hmm. for these- egos that he's got to navigate these egos exactly wouldn't it be fun to just walk in one day and go 
it's not working, guys. Yeah. <laughs> just like, just fucking with them. Just like, I don't hear it. Yeah, can do it. Doesn't sound stonesy. <laughs> By the way, really quick. What do you, is this the Bay City Rollers in here? It doesn't sound good. Yeah. And again, I said we shouldn't get ahead of ourselves, but it, it, I did just have the thought that, you know, we talked about the surplus of material that they recorded mm-hmm. while they're making this. I only worry that it's going to be like um, an emotional rescue situation where the album that came out after Some Girls was a bit of that leftover stuff. And it's a subpar album. See, I love emotional rescue. Well, there's good tracks on it, and namely Emotional Rescue and She's So Cold. I love Summer Romance. I love That's a good Where song. the Boys Go. Let Me Go is good. Let Me Go. Yeah. But it doesn't measure up to some it's, girls. It's a lot. It gets lost between some girls and tattoo you. Yeah, it does. It just gets lost. Yeah, like people don't. And they didn't tour on emotional rescue. No, the albums that they, they don't tour on sometimes also get lost a bit in the shuffle. Yeah, sometimes with good reason. <laughs> yeah, now they tour all the time. I guess they're gonna tour on this i'll be there tour with this album i'll be there they and have a brand new album to tour with yeah freaking fantastic and you know normally they would only do like maybe two or three new ones i i would not mind if all they did was this album I, it'd be worth it it would be worth it they should play at least look it's been 18 years they're allowed to play four or five or six songs from this yeah springsteen does it when he has a new album out yeah no one cares because well, he also puts on three-hour shows so no, he's got to fill it with too. something that's true um, does it bother you that it doesn't say the Rolling Stones? I didn't notice till you pointed that out. Yes, now it does. It kind of. And then in, <laughs> inside here also, it just says, I believe it just says, yeah, Rolling Stones. I And you know, I, I'm like, wait, is it always like that? No, it's not. It's the Rolling Stones. Well, it's like Keith Richards' name is sometimes Keith Richard, <laughs> but he added the S back. All right, there you go. <laughs> All right, moving right along. Let me put the readers on. We are moving on to, which track is this? Whole Wide World, One, I think. Two, three, four, no. five. Track number five. So far, this album is a 10 out of 10. Yeah, definitely. It's a 10 out of 10. It is. Whole Wide World, we got Steve Jordan on drums, uh, Matt Clifford on piano, Andrew Watt on bass and backing vocals. All right, here we go. Whole Wide World. I love that song. I mean, and I like how he puts on a little bit of the, uh, the. I mean, he is English, but he amps up the English accent a little bit with the. Well, he yeah, he does a Cockney accent later on in the song yeah. where it gets to the slow part, which I really like. Some people are annoyed by that because obviously he doesn't really have a Cockney accent, no, but I, no. it works. Jagger's great. Um, little interesting. Like, he knows when to do it and when not to yeah, do it. He knows yeah. when it's going to work and when it's not going to totally. work. Totally, and it absolutely works where he oh, put it man. in this song. But yeah, little history of this one. Um, it, it was a Mick Jagger song 
that he brought in and Keith Richards listened to it and he's like, oh, maybe cut the the length of the verse in half and then um and then he and then Keith came up with that guitar riff on top of it and I guess Mick Jagger said to Andrew Watt I I don't know how to sing on top of that and Andrew Watt was just like just just do it <laughs> and there you go there's the song just do it yeah. <laughs> just try yeah. why wouldn't you try just try it it'll work uh we're we're still uh, this album's still a ten out of ten we're still oh, we're just great. yeah and the naysayers can suck it they can <laughs> I'm hoping that. Uh, people that haven't looked for my listeners that haven't looked for the album yet might be hearing it right now for the first time. And hopefully they're going to feel as ecstatic about it as we feel. Yeah. That's what I hope. Yeah, I do too. I mean, it, this really hit me emotionally just cause I, I, I love the band so much. They've been such a part of my life and I, I you know, you hate to see them like with it. Uh, but they didn't with this one. They just knocked it out of the park and I was just yep. so relieved and happy. They knocked it out of the park so much that you can buy. You saw the baseball versions that you oh can buy. Oh my god! Yes. See, that's yeah. Sorry, I didn't interrupt. But that, no, you're fine. You can tell that the band has a passion for this release as well because of all the energy they're putting into that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, and also public appearances, which they don't really like to do much, yeah. especially Keith. Yep. But the Jimmy Fallon event, all that stuff. Yeah, they they really. I, I guess I guess what this album has more than anything is focus. And are they going to be on Saturday Night Live in the next couple months? Oh, I would imagine. How can they not be? I didn't even like that. Wasn't even on my radar. That'd be amazing. They've got to be. Right? Yeah. The Foo Fighters were just on. Yeah, they've got to be on. Well, actually, well, you know what though, Mick Jagger did just guest on it without the band. So who knows? I, I mean, know, but I a, feel that's a precursor to be. it's coming. I would love it. <laughs> I would too. Uh, what else did I want to say about something? Uh, I can't remember. Sorry. Oh, I interrupted. I, no, you no, were talking no. about the baseball covers. The baseball covers. Um, I forget, ah. but it's cool. It's cool. It'll either come back to me or it wasn't important. All right. Moving on to, uh, I keep having to count the tracks. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. This closes out side one. Great way to close it. This one's called Dreamy Skies. Steve Jordan on drums, Matt Clifford on piano, Ben Montench on the Hammond organ. It does not tell us who's on bass, so I assume it's either Keith or Ryan. Oh, it's uh, it's Keith. And how do you know that? Uh, I've done a deep dive on this. You certainly have. Yeah. <laughs> In preparation for this, or no, as a fan? As, as a fan. I mean, I don't know everything. There's there's all always more you can know, but yeah, this is uh, Keith on bass. I think I read that in the Andrew Watt uh, interview on Rolling Stone. In Rolling Stone. All right, dreamy skies. Well, I got to take a break from it all. Cause the wind and the wilderness call And I just need some peace from the storms I got to take a break from it all And I got to take a break for a while Where there ain't another human for a heart I love that Keith back. I know, I love it too. I'll be dancing on diamonds, I'll be skating on gold. 
fast I be chopping up wood I be splitting fast An old damn radio Is all that I've got It just plays Hank Williams And some bad honky-tonk Yeah, I like the minimalism of that track. I do too, and I like that the the slower one closes out side one of the album. After after just hammering us, now it's giving us a little breathing room, and it's just great. Yeah, fantastic. And that's, yeah, Ronnie Wood on Dobro guitar. And, uh, you know, the way they recorded this album, um, they kind of did it live, and obviously there's overdubs after that, but, uh, but that's Keith live on bass. And, and and Ronnie on Dobro guitar, and obviously Mick Jagger was doing a temp track, and then later did what you heard there. But anyway, fantastic. Yeah, it's just uh, it's so cool. It's like again, they're they're really invested, like you said, in the project. Yeah, I know what I was going to say. Uh, when this came out, did you just did you stream it? Did you buy it digitally? Did you go seek a physical copy? What did you do? I was so it came out. Um, you know, I think it was a Thursday or Friday and, uh, I made sure I got it at midnight, like listen to it on Spotify okay, at okay. midnight and I listened to the whole thing and I'm just like, I can't freaking believe how good this yep, is. I was, yep. I woke up so happy. I told my girlfriend, I'm like, this, is, I, this new stones album is amazing. Uh, and then what I did was I went out, uh, to the LA pop-up in Century City Mall and I bought, I bought it on vinyl. Okay. And boy, there's a lot of overpriced stuff at that pop-up. Did they have CDs there? Cause I could they, not find a CD. They did. Anywhere. Oh yeah, they, well uh, yeah, um, yeah. They had they have uh, CDs. They had they had everything. They had uh, a five hundred dollar leather jacket with a oh. tongue on it. <laughs> How many of those did you get? I didn't get any of those. Did you buy anything other than the album? Just the album. Yeah, I was tempted. There was some stuff I wanted to get. I know. Yeah. The, you see that logo, and you see, and it's it's a band you love. You're yeah. just like, am I going to get that? Yeah. I yeah. always I'm always threatening to buy a concert shirt recently, but then when I get there and I look at the merch, I'm just like. That's too busy. I'm not going to wear that. I, I agree. Like honestly, like some of their merch is really too busy, mm. and they get like a little too cute with the logo. I, I like kind of like this the standard you know logo from the I, '70s. I think that every every band should sell one shirt that's just black and just has the logo. Yes. Like Kiss, just yes. Kiss on a black shirt. Exactly. No, I don't need 72 tour dates on the back. Or any of that stuff. Just. Make one simple one, and I guarantee you'll sell those. I agree. I, I feel, yeah, I don't know who wants the other, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only time I'll buy a busy shirt is if it's Iron Maiden, because... Oh, well, it has to be. It has to be. Yeah. <laughs> How can it not be busy? Yeah, I mean, any metal band shirt. <laughs> right. But like tonight, I'll, I'm going to look at that Kiss merch, and I'm going to go, mm, nope. Yeah, yeah. I'm I would jealousy. love to buy one, but... I'm jealous you're going to that. Oh, I'm, I wish I would have asked you. <laughs> if you would have walked in the door and then I hadn't asked anyone and then that came out of your mouth, I would have been like, well, we're, you're in. Yeah. It's a done deal. Does uh, uh, does your girlfriend like the music you like? Yeah, thankfully. Yeah. I All mean, right. she she's honestly the one who turned me on to Taylor Swift. Okay. Um, so I didn't know a lot of Taylor Swift before her, but um, but she was already herself into like classic rock bands, uh, the Stones. The Who is her favorite, actually. Okay, cool. Um, and yeah, we actually that, I went with her to the the Stones when I last saw them a couple years ago, but or was a year ago now. And uh, but yeah, so we like we like a lot of the same music, but you know, we can turn each other on to other stuff too. Did you guys see the Who when they were at the Hollywood Bowl recently? We were supposed to, but we got COVID. <sighs> That'll ruin it for you. Yeah, yeah. So we ended up not seeing it. It was great. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was around this time last year. Yeah, it yeah. was really great. Um, I have a friend, Suzanne, who's been on the podcast many times, but she's friends with the guy who uh, is in charge of running the cameras for the Who's live shows. 
and he got us like in a garden box. Oh, that's amazing. And he kept telling her all day, the seats aren't going to be as good as they were last time. Oh. And the last time I went with her last time too, we got to walk the stage before the show. Like, Mm-mm. yeah, like there's Pete's guitars and here's Roger's mic and his acoustic guitar. And we, I'm like, we're not supposed to be on the stage at the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> that's we, amazing. And I was like, can we take pictures here? And he's like, yeah. And then he goes, okay, now we're going to go eat with the crew. Oh. He said, and the band could be in there too. He goes, Roger usually isn't because Roger gets like a, like a full massage and does like treatments on his voice. He well, does I all the Roger's stuff. Roger's job. <laughs> I know. Uh, but we go in, the, neck, the table next to us, Pete, just uh, eating with the crew. That's insane. And I'm like, can I ask him to pass the salt? <laughs> that would like, that would never happen with the Stones, I don't think. No, no, <laughs> no. I think I told you uh, I was uh, worked on a pilot that uh, Roger Daltrey was uh, co-lead in, and okay. I got to see his headshot. And in the back of the headshot, it's got his acting credits. And it's under other, it said, lead singer The Who, as if you need to put that That's on hysterical. There. He's not a bad actor. No, he's not. He's not. I love Tommy, his acting work in that. I mean, it's a lot of facial stuff. But. I, here's what, and look, I'm not, I'm not a Doctor Who fan or a hater or anything. It's just not on my radar. I can't believe Roger Daltrey was never Doctor Who. Oh. I feel like maybe he could still do it. I feel like he could be he could have been Doctor Who. Yeah, I could see that. And then and then it would have got me into the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. We're going to kick off side 2 or side B as it says here. We got Charlie Watts on drums. So obviously this was recorded a while ago. 2019. 2019. Look yeah. at you, Deep Dives. <laughs> I'm going to call it, that's your new nickname, Deep, Deep Dives. dives. Uh, Andrew Watt on bass. I think it's Ronnie Wood on bass. That's crazy. It says Andrew Watt on bass? It says Andrew Watt on bass well, this, here. This speaks to the uh, conflicting uh, liner yeah. notes. You would think there'd be some consistency when it's a Rolling Stones release. It wouldn't be so, you know, huh. slipshod. Is that a term? Yeah, that's a term. Right. That's the one I'll use then. <laughs> yeah. All right, so... Let's hear if let's tell let's see if we can tell a difference in the drumming style from a Steve Jordan. This is mess it up. And here we go. Let's go, Charlie. Come on. Come on. You stole my numbers. You stole my code. You took my keys and then you nicked my phone. Such great singing there. It's so good. It makes you want to get up. <laughs> I know. We should record the rest standing. That's Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty great. And and such a, a great way to kick off the, the side. Um, yeah. Yeah. Leftover uh, recording from 2019, which they went back and, and put stuff over top of, but uh, fantastic. And I, I love that you stole my codes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hey, we're hip. We're, yeah. We know what we're doing. We know what's going on. <laughs> um, 
you took my keys and then you nicked my phone. So make it a little bit English too. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's so good. And another good one. And, and it's still it's the album is still a ten out of ten, guys. And just that that Mick Jagger vocal too in the mm-hmm. beginning. It, it's just it's flawless. I mean, it, it's flawed, but that's what makes it so great. It's intentionally flawed. Yeah, because Mick is not a perfect singer. But he's, yeah, but I think he's. And I read this that he for this album specifically, he would do a take and he would sing perfectly for that song. And then he's like, no, I got to muddy it up a muddy little it bit. Muddy it up a yeah, bit. Mess it up. It's, and that way, when he, when he sings live, when he muddies it up, it sounds like Mick Jagger. Yeah. Like, Mick Jagger doesn't have, he doesn't have to go out there and sing Love Rain Over Me or Behind Blue Eyes. He doesn't have to get himself prepared yeah. to do that. Like, Daltrey still has to do those songs that he could do in the early seventies, he's got to try to do it now. And that's when it's difficult. Yeah. So, but he sounded, he was so good that night. The other thing, uh, that like Mick Jagger is doing on this album. I like a lot that he hasn't done recently is, um, he he sort of like leaned into over enunciation and more recent releases. And there's less of that. There's a little bit of it here, but there's less of it than there normally would be. And that's what makes it rock. You gotta, it's gotta be a little dirty. Uh, again, it's the guy's 80. Yeah. And they play a stadium and he runs all the fucking way around that stadium. Yep. Even after heart surgery. Even <laughs> after heart surgery. I mean, which Keith, why hasn't Keith Richards had heart surgery? I know. <laughs> he stopped smoking though. He quit smoking. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like, well, I love it. Like, I, I remember when, when I was an early Stones fan and learning that he, he quit heroin in 77, I think it was. And, uh, and then I just assumed that, oh, I guess he's just done with all drugs then. And like, no, he gave up cocaine right after he fell out of that tree uh, 15 years ago, whatever yeah. it was now. Anyway. he uh, But he must, you know, when they're, when they're at a place like the SoFi, it's gigantic, and Keith is playing guitar and he looks and he sees Mick running around, he must think, that's my singer. Yeah. That's, this is, I, I hooked my wagon. We hooked each other uh, to the correct wagon. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they're still an old married couple yeah. and they have their fights and stuff, but th- I think there is legit love there. Yes. And, and, and they, I think they both know how lucky they are. And yeah, you, you, you don't want to see, I mean, I would totally, of course, go to a Keith Richards solo concert as well as a Mick Jagger one, but Me too. You, you want, you want the stones. You want yeah. The stones. I mean. You know, Mick, Mick did that song uh, during lockdown with Dave Grohl. What was that one called? Oh, but he he didn't re- like they didn't release that as like a download or anything. It's just on YouTube. Right. Weird. Yeah. 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 Because when I heard that, I go, oh, maybe Mick's make working on a solo album. Yeah. But nope, not no. so far. <laughs> but I'll I'll embrace that too. Yeah. <laughs> anything, anything that comes along. All right. So mess it up. Starts off side uh, two. Now the next one, Live by the Sword. Okay, we have Elton John on piano, Charlie Watts on drums, Bill Wyman on bass. It says the drums were recorded and produced by Don Was. Right, because this is another leftover 2019 recording for those Don Was sessions. Yeah, but you know what's funny is Mess It Up, it did not say, it doesn't have anything about Don Was here. So again, uh, these credits are all over the place. <laughs> so did Bill Wyman come in fresh and record uh, this new bass? Like they were in the studio with Bill. This is fantastic. I know I know a lot about this. And so first of all, it was Andrew Watts' idea to restore the original Rolling Stones rhythm section since they already had Charlie's drums mm-hmm. recorded. And uh, and he, Andrew Watt went to Mick Jagger. He's like, well, how about we bring Bill in to record the bass line over this? And he's like, and weirdly, and this is from Andrew Watts saying mm-hmm. this, weirdly, uh, Mick Jagger's like, uh, maybe, uh, see what Keith thinks. And it's like, why is Mick Jagger asking <laughs> what Keith thinks? When, I, I guess he does that. But so... Uh, 
so and then Keith's like, yeah, it's a great idea. And this was in London because they they recorded this album in, in several locations: mm-hmm. uh, New York, Jim Henson Studios, L.A., and then uh, they I think they did some demos in the Bahamas. But anyway, this was in London, and the Stones themselves were not there for this for Bill Wyman's okay. part. That's, it was that's a shame. It was just a day with Andrew Watt and Bill Wyman. Uh, and by the way, when when Andrew uh, when Mick Jagger, uh, you know, decided, yeah, we're going to bring in Bill, he, he emailed him. So it wasn't even like a phone call. Oh, yeah. He emailed him. Uh, so yeah, so Bill Wyman came in. It was just Andrew Watt and Bill Wyman. And uh, Andrew Watt had sent this track uh, with, I guess, uh, Charlie's uh, part isolated. And so he could kind of like come in mm-hmm. ready. And uh, and I, I guess they had just the best day. Andrew, Andrew Watt being a Stones fan, he got all these like Bill Wyman stories yeah. from the horse's mouth. And he's 86, Bill Wyman. He's the oldest Stone. He's the oldest Stone. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Andrew Watts' idea to do this—that's fan service, and I'm I'm here for it. But the 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 band members—they had to have run into Bill at Charlie's funeral. I don't know that they were at Charlie's funeral. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, you got to remember this was during the pandemic. Well, that's uh, true, and they can't get sick because right, they're old. Right, but yeah, but uh, but you know, Bill Wyman did guest as a bassist on some of their more recent live performances for a couple yeah. songs. Um, uh, and I think he was sort of annoyed by that, to be honest. I thought I think he thought he was going to play on more, but anyhow. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, what was I going to say about Bill Wyman? He left the Stones 33 years ago. 1993. Okay, so 31 years ago. He, or 30 years ago. Uh, he never thought they would still be doing it. I don't think Cause he did. He, he probably thought, you know what? they're going to do it for about five more years, but I'm, I'm done. Yeah. 30 years later, 30 years later, 30 years later, although they're still doing it 30 years later, but not that many albums later, (laughs) not that many albums later, lots of money later, lots of money later. Although he wasn't getting any songwriting credit, although tours would have helped, but he's got to be loaded though, right? I'm sure. Yeah. He's got to be, he's he's living in, I think the same mansion that he got in the sixties. So he's, he's, he's fine. But, um, and Mick have to have so much money, but they have oh, bigger yeah. families too. They have like well, Mick, more kids and more grandkids and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> but they're not hurting. They're not suffering. They're not hurting. Like, I don't even know what it's like. I don't even know what it would be like to be Mick Jagger. Because like, he wakes up and he can basically do any, other than murder someone, he can basically do anything kind of that he wants. As long as he's not hurting other people. He can like... I'm going to go buy that two of those cars today, or I'm going to yeah. go drink whatever wine I want, eat wherever I want. But I'm going to buy, cl- we, he can do anything. You know what? The whole family's going to go to the Bahamas next week and I'm just going to buy all the tickets forever. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, well, Keith Richards uh, in December for his 80th birthday is going to take his family on a big African safari. He can do that. <laughs> I mean, it just, and he just says to his assistant, here you have the accounts just set it all up yeah. you know what i mean yeah we're probably going to hear a story where he, he he's killed by a lion or something <laughs> maybe he you know the lion bites into him and dies right yeah he got his blood in him he's got his blood in him <laughs> and he dies all right so uh living by the sword we didn't listen to that yet we just talked about it okay bill wyman and and elton john on piano which yes, I, elton john this, on piano. i'm gonna see if i'm gonna try to focus to see if i can okay, hear elton this john. is the third elton john song that we wait a minute wait a minute hold on Get close. You're right. Second. Is it? I thought it was another one. No, you're thinking of maybe Stevie Wonder on the last or second to last track, Sweet Sounds of Heaven. Mm, I swear 
I saw Elton's name again. I, I think okay. he's only on two tracks. You're right. You're right. Okay. Elton, Charlie Watts, Bill Wyman. Here we go. Is Elton on this one? Yes, but I'm going to try to hear him this time. We'll find out. It's a groovy one. It is. I, I like it. I got to believe that Mick Jagger had to do some of these verses and parts because I, I, I don't think I could sing all that in a row. Like it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> but I did not hear Elton John. I did not hear Elton John either. I don't know what Elton wants to be on there. Just turn it down. Yeah. Way yeah. down. Yeah. I don't hear it at all, to be honest. So <laughs> you, I, I don't... you know, famously, Keith Richards does not like Elton John and, and vice versa. Well, maybe they made up after all these years. I don't think so. Because, uh, you know, because I guess Elton John was like super high in a live show that the Stones did in the 70s and was only supposed to do like two songs or something and ended up staying the entire night. And Keith was just like, you're not a Rolling Stone. You're you're just a guy we're letting sing do a couple songs. But anyway. So yeah, he's <laughs> Hopefully hated that's since water then. under the bridge by now. Come on, gentlemen. Uh, they keep fighting in the, I mean, it's been years now, I guess. But yeah, they, they I don't think they get along. <laughs> That's silly. It's silly at this point, guys. It is. It is. Come on. All right. We just got a couple more tracks left. We got one, two, we got three more tracks left. We're going to go to Driving Me Too Hard. Steve Jordan back on drums. Uh, Matt Clifford on piano. Anyone else? Sandra Watt backing vocals. And then the Stones. So no one of, of major note on this track. Do you know who plays bass on this one? You seem to have the inside track on the bass. You know, I don't know who's on bass on this one, which makes me think it might be Andrew Watt, but I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, but I know it's Ronnie Wood on a B-bender guitar. I know that. All right. Um, and do you play guitar? I forget. I do, yeah. Not not like them, but no. <laughs> I try. If I I mean, my favorite guitarist is obviously Keith Richards, so I, I try to mimic his stuff, but that's right. about as best as I can. That's good, as good though. Do. That's good. All right, driving me too hard. Here we go. Keith back in my eyes and try 
that's exceptional. I love that. I think that's a Keith song, and it's the last one that they recorded for the album. Um, and I guess like there was some, this is an example where Andrew Watt like said, "Hey, I think you can like plus these lyrics." And uh, Keith is like, "Okay, I'll go home tonight and come back tomorrow." And he's like, "No, no, no, no. Why don't you and Mick together decide what the lyrics are?" And they did, and like you know. Nice. An hour or whatever, and then and then we get the song we have. But and I love yeah, I love those Keith background vocals. And that's like exile stuff. And these songs, by the way, these are all like the perfect length. Like, you know, they're all four minutes or under. Like the longest song so far has been four minutes thirty eight seconds. And that was the shortest song so far at three sixteen. The next one's two fifty seven. But I mean they're just they're perfect, yeah. like rock and roll, accessible tracks totally well i think this album clocks in at under 50 minutes uh it's like 48 maybe or 46 it's something very short if i can find that out and we do have one long it's 48 minutes 23 yeah. seconds and the longest track being the uh sweet sounds of heaven which is seven minutes but they always would throw one of those on there like a memory motel or something so sure. they would always have one little longer song but so far these are like for me just perfect a hundred percent perfect track less is more less is more <laughs> All right, coming up next is Tell Me Straight. Steve Jordan on drums, Matt Clifford on the roads. That's all it tells me. I don't know who else, but the Stones are on it. I don't know who's doing bass, don't know anything about it. But Tell Me Straight. Here we go. Oh, this is Keith's lead yep. vocal. Do we have something on nothing? Tell me straight You got me high And it's quite a long fall Tell me straight And then background assist from Mick. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Some give and take. So, you know, this, uh, <laughs> you brought up earlier that Keith Richards quit smoking, I think, mm -hmm. right? And you can tell. This is the best vocally Keith Richards it's has ever sound, yeah. sounded. Um, at least in the, the new era that we're in. And this is actually the uh, the second song that they, they worked on, Angry being the first for these sessions. And uh, I, I guess Keith Richards said uh, he knew he had a good one because Mick tried to steal it. He uh, Keith Richards showed up at the studio and it's like um, Andrew Watt said, hey, I, here, uh, I recorded uh, Mick singing your song. And he's like, no, 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 no. No, mate, it's not going to happen. <laughs> that's right, that's mine. what we're doing today. <laughs> I mean, give the guy one track. Give the guy know? one track. And it's the shortest track on the album. Is, give it yeah, to him. Exactly. I still love, though, from 40 Licks, I still love Losing uh, losing My Touch. Yeah, that's a great one. And losing, I, oh, I love it. I love Thief in the Night from mm -hmm. uh, um, Bridges of Babylon. Yeah, there's a lot of great solo Keith tracks on a Stones album. Yeah, there are. So Happy being the best still. Yeah, go get those. All right, so here's the epic track. It's uh, the liner notes actually, like it says, like she's not just in like the credits. She's 
it says Sweet Sounds of Heaven featuring Lady Gaga. So she gets her credit. She wants it. She wants it out there. That was probably a contractual thing. <laughs> True. So we got uh, Lady Gaga on vocals and Stevie Wonder on piano. And did, did, did Jordan on drums, Watt on bass. This, uh, I don't know if I'm spoiling, this is absolutely my favorite song on the album this is this is the one this is the one and and i i i don't have time for the five minute version i'm all in it for the seven minute version uh so is that did they release a five minute version like an edit the single was a five something uh yeah yeah i want that and it's like yeah when i heard this because i heard it before the album came out um I, i was like oh my god my favorite band is back this is what i've been waiting for you know okay and they they're bringing it with some lady gaga and stevie wonder Stevie Wonder, I mean, come on. I can hear Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Elton John's so pissed. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Borrows uh, melodically of a bit from Otis Redding's yeah. James to Remember for these verses. Nick's voice sounds smooth. Oh, man. I hear the sweet, sweetest sound of heaven drifting this change here. I'm going to jump ahead to see if we can hear some Gaga towards the end. Oh, my favorite part in this song is coming up. I think it's a Ronnie Wood moment. It's going to sound like a whiplash when Ronnie's guitar comes back after a Lady Gaga vocal coming up right. Here it comes. (laughs) I love their back and forth here. Yeah, they're good. And that. We haven't gotten a Jagger falsetto, a good one in a while. That's like tattoo you type stuff. And he had to bring his A-game oh. because Gaga was in the room. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny you say that about you know, people being in the room. So, uh, you know, Andrew Watt was in Paris with Mick Jagger when they were preparing for this album. And uh, Mick Jagger told this because Andrew Watt was playing drums and Mick Jagger was playing guitar. And, he, and this story came out of him how when he was doing Miss You, 
um, Billy Preston was on drums, mm-hmm. and he said that how sometimes like special guests they make everyone in the Stones, everyone in the band behave, and that gave him the idea like, well, who can I put in the room this time? Yeah, and he thought of Stevie Wonder. Nice. And it honestly, these results speak for themselves. Yeah, you're not going to mis- misbehave around Stevie Wonder. <laughs> no. And apparently, he was late to the sessions because he was voting. <laughs> he couldn't find his way to the studio. Oh, hey, come on, come on, come on! <laughs> but he sounds fantastic. Sounds this, really great. It's my favorite cut on the tr- on the album. And um, there's this moment at the end where you get this classic Jagger growl, where he's like, "Have on!" It's like the last thing he sings. I think. Wait, and- was that Mick Jagger? Was that is that your Jagger? Yeah, that was my fantastic. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not. I'm not even trying. I'll come back. I'll come right. back with. But anyway, yeah, I love that song. Okay, now, for me, the album should be over. That's a great song to end with. That's for me. Yeah, and even though this this album's still a ten out of ten for me, even though I'm not that big a fan of this last tune and again it's because i don't i'm not a blues fan and and there's no covers on the album so if it would have ended with sweet sounds of heaven just it's just glory this maybe maybe it's a 9.5 for me because of this i mean well it, but, i have a counterpoint no no it's fine I'll, I'll accept it a couple things a then it would be just a 45 minute album okay. <laughs> well this song's only two minutes and 42 oh, seconds okay. so. i wouldn't say it was too much yeah but um this is to me is like kind of fan servicey though because mm-hmm. yeah. I think like we I don't know for me anyway and maybe it just speaks to like my past and stuff but it's like you want your parents to get along your divorced parents and that's mm-hmm. kind of what Mick Jagger and Keith Richards are they're like these divor- divorced parents that that are back together and you just want them to get along and so what Andrew Watt did was this is just Mick Jagger and just Keith Richards and one microphone in a room together. All right, I did not know that. And so. it's and what you're going to hear is take four. They did it several times, and he said that as they recorded it with each take, they got closer and closer together. And this is take All four. All right, and now that, you're from, from that stand reason, that that standpoint, it's a fitting end of the album. I wish they had some cameras rolling during the uh, recording of this. Is there going to be like a yeah, mini documentary there is, or something? And I am, I just cannot wait for it. Yeah. That. When is that coming out? I don't yeah. know. Um, but it, they shot a bunch of stuff. And did they record live with McCartney in, in the studio together? Uh, yeah. I mean, McCartney, they were there well, with McCartney. He gives McCartney. them a shout out, so they must have. Well, I, the shout out, I think actually was probably overdubbed, but, okay. but yeah, he was, he was there for that. All right. This is called Rolling Stone Blues. This is the song from which the Rolling Stones took their name. Correct? Yes. I believe so. Yes. Okay, here we go. Oh, they're getting closer. Well, I wish I was a captain. The history of the recording of the song, I still don't like the song. Well, just to somewhat agree with you, it is my least favorite track okay. on the album. Yes. 
um, like musically. It's going to be everyone's least favorite track. Of course. But the moment of it is what yeah. I appreciate so much about it. But yes, 100%. The, the, I, you don't need it, but it's, it's cool. It, again, it was an Andrew Watt idea. And uh, we'll, but, let, we'll let him have it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you I, know, I want look, him to what, produce everything going forward. <laughs> when the credits roll at the end of this documentary, and this is what we hear and see as the credits roll, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll be loving it. I'll be crying. But um, there it is, folks. 2023, we got it. Hackney Diamonds, brand new Rolling Stones album. 12 songs, 11 originals, lots of guests, lots of rocking, lots of soul, lots of grooves. It's just, it's it's a 10 out of 10. 100%. It's, it's a great album. We don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. I don't, <laughs> And I don't know how we got it. I don't know how it's happening. And yeah. um, man, uh, I'll listen to Rolling Stone Blues over now and then, that Beatles song. <laughs> I didn't give it a chance. 20 seconds is the most they gave it. It's fine. All right. Any Anything you want to promote that you're able to promote? Uh, no, not really. I mean, unless people want a, a, a Survivor David Wright cameo, happy to, to oblige, wish you a happy birthday or whatever message you want. But other than that, no, there's, there's really nothing else to promote. All Hopefully right. soon, the next time I'm back, I'll have a That show. would be great. And you're on the socials, you're on Instagram? Instagram and Twitter, yeah. I don't do too much of that stuff, though. N- not even Instagram, something fun? You I do more it. Instagram yeah. than anything, but yeah, yeah. It's it's more, I just feel like like you have to. I don't really enjoy it. Do you have the same handle at both? Yeah, uh, yeah I think it's, I hate this this handle because it was before I was ever on TV, but mm-hmm. it's Real Dave Wright um, at yeah Twitter and, and Instagram. All right, and at I guess Real on, Dave Wright. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, follow David if you want to, even though he says he doesn't do much. I, I just like to post like fun stuff on Instagram now. And like, I, I got rid of my personal Twitter because once they removed that blue check, which oh I, God. which I earned legitimately, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm done. Wasn't that insane? I'm, I'm only here for that. I know. I don't think Twitter's going to be here in a year anyway. So <laughs> yeah, I just use it really to promote the show. Yeah. I, I just do it. And the, uh, at rock solid show community on Twitter is great. Cause we just talk about music and, and things we're listening to and all oh, that cool. fun stuff. So it's, yeah. it's really fun. And I don't go deep into the feed to see other shit. Yeah. Oh, they, so. there's shit. There's there definitely shit. shit out there. There's definitely <laughs> some bullshit. All kinds of shit. All right. Again, if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast. $2, you can win prizes. In conjunction with this episode, I'm going to give away a CD copy of Hackney Diamonds. I'm also going to give away a paperback copy of Keith Richards' book, Life. So again, $2 a month, you can win prizes and you can be involved in our once a month Patreon curated episodes where you record an intro and you send in a song. I'll pick the topic and we'll have some fun. Uh, that's about it for me. We are at Rock Solid Show on Twitter and Instagram. David, so glad you're here. You bring in energy and you make me feel happy and fun. Because before you came, I was pretty sleepy because I've had quite a day. Oh no, uh, I'm for, sorry. No, no, no. It's it's just stuff. This is my day off, so I had stuff uh, that I needed to get done. So um, I was I've been running, running, running all day long, and then after this, I'm going to see Kiss, which oh, is fun. Man, jealous. I got to wake up. I got to yeah. drink another coffee need, or yeah, need Coke, some caffeine. Some caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you cohabitating with your girlfriend right I now? I am, yeah. And you guys are engaged? Uh, no, not yet. Sorry. All right. Thank you so much for being here. We need to do this again because, and I said that last time you were here, and then I waited. 
I can't, you know, I waited too long. So let's come up with a topic and do this again. I would love that. I had such a blast. Thank you for having me on. It's It, it was and so much fun. For you, and you came out here like, uh, you know, I just asked you a few days ago and here you are. So I very much appreciate that. Like I said, it was easy to do with this release. So. It really is. You want to you scream it to the heavens. I you do. Want people right. to know. All right. Our playout song then for today is going to be the last Rolling Stones song that came out before this album because we've here heard this album now so i'm just going to leave you right now with living in a ghost town cool thank you so much david thank you here we go My favorite song is uh, uh, Meet You in the Ladies' Room. That's the best one for me. It's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> and I get right up on the mic, so don't worry about getting up on it. Okay. You can move it close. All right. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm not used to microphones like you are. Yeah. You're afraid of it? A little bit. <laughs> A little bit scared? Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I can hear myself. I can hear my breathing. Yeah. You can hear yourself go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh God. Oh, my God. Now I'm going to really be policing that. Where did I put my wand?